JD Talking Sports, Sunday, April 2nd, 2017. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes. All right, opening day baseball. How about that? The Yankees. <laughs> well, they lost today, 7-3. Now, I didn't get to do the show yesterday, so I did not get to get my predictions of the season. Talked to my buddy Frank, huge Yankee fan. He said... And he, th- he thinks maybe he's it's tugging at his heart a little bit, but he thinks 88 and 74. I'm taking the Yankees at 80 and 82. I'm concerned about the pitching staff, and nothing today alleviated that situation. All right, Isaac, you got to go. Now, 7 3. The shortest outing for a starting pitcher since 1983. Ron Guidry went 2.2 innings in 83. Well, today, Tanaka. Two, 2.2 innings, eight hits, seven runs, seven earned runs. That's a career high for him in a game. Two base and balls, three Ks, two home runs. Whew. Gave uh, Evan, Evan Longoria and Logan Morrison combined to go five for eight, six RBIs, two home runs. That's a big day. Big day. Longoria, wow. And Logan, oof. So... Tanaka's ERA after one game is 23.63. This was, he had over 18 innings pitched this year of scoreless ball in spring training. I know nothing carries over, but hey, Buster only thinks the Yankees uh, compares them to the 2015 Cubs. They could be a sleeper in the American League. We shall see. A lot of, you know, hey, first game of the season. Let's not get crazy. Okay. You did two, three, four hitters. You had Sanchez, Bird, and Holiday go. 0 for 13, eight runners stranded. Chase Headley, 3 for 4. Judge, 1 for 4, but he did have an RBI double. Sanchez, 0 for 5 with a K. Grounded out. Two outs, bases loaded in the seventh. Chris Archer was over 100 innings, 100 pitches at that point of the game. He got the win, seven innings pitched. Chris Carter had an RBI sacrifice fly in the ninth inning. Greg Bird went 0 for 4 with a base on ball and a K. Greg Bird, the youngest opening day first baseman for the Yankees since Don Mattingly. He's 24 years, 144 days. Mattingly in 85 was 23 years, 353 days. That seems like a long time ago. I love Don Mattingly. Oh, I loved him. And the last time none of the Yankees' top eight fielders in the season were at least 35 years old was 1992. That's what today today's game. Year they drafted Derek Jeter. And we have going, we Cubs play as defending World Series, isn't that amazing to say World Series champs against the Cardinals today? How about that? Huh? Unbelievable, right? They're going to play at the Cardinals. Amazing. And he's counting on his vets here, uh, Girardi said. Uh, Headley, Gardner, Ellsbury, Matt, not, he said not a lot of pressure on Holiday or on Sanchez. And, you know, come on. It's one game, folks. 7-3. Hey, you know what? Tanaka looked like he was pretty jacked for the game. They play 161 more games. I'm not going to get. But I'll tell you, I was excited. I was excited to watch the game. I was. I was a little hyped. I watched, uh, watched a lot of it today. It was interesting. It, you had that, and then you had the Knicks on, which I'll get on to in a little bit. Ryan, not good. But the Nets, Nets won today. Nets back-to-back. How about that? Nets getting closer to my prediction of winning 20 games this year. Two away. That's that's what keeps me going every day. On GD Talking Sports, drop the G. Okay, Mets open tomorrow, 1 p.m. against the Braves. Last year, 87-75. and 75. I say 92-70 and 70 this year. I think they're going to be a good team. Buster only. Also, 
thinks that they could derail the Cubs in the National League with their rotation, which could overwhelm their opponents. I tend to agree this is the problem. Also, Thor is going against Julio Tehran tomorrow of the Braves. Seth Lugo is supposed to go on the deal with recent fatigue in right arm, battled arm soreness after returning from the WBC. He said he pushed too hard last week of speed training and attempt to win a job. I want him back. I like him a lot. Now, Fernando Salas, 31-year-old, who came on late. They got in a trade with the Angels last year. Sharp last two appearances, no base runners in 1.2 innings pitched. Zach Wheeler threw 68 pitches Saturday in Point St. Lucie yesterday. He's going to pitch next Friday versus the Marlins. First major league start since 2014. All right? I'm excited. Let's get the season started. Cespedes has to be foaming at the mouth. You know what? I I think the Mets are going to have a good year. I really do. I really do. I really do. Now, Yadier Molina, I talked about this with the Cardinals, got a three-year, $60 million extension. He's worth every goddamn penny. I love him. Love him to death. Now, what do you think? You think opening day should be a holiday? I think my buddy Frank would say so. You know, it is a fun day. I've been to some Mets. I don't, you know, I've been to a Red Sox opening day in Fenway. I've been to a Mets opening day. I don't know if I've ever been to a Yankee opening day. No, I, it's funny. Yeah, I've been to a Red Sox opening day in Fenway. Crazy, right? And Madison Bumgarner had a perfect game through five. That went out the window. But two home runs today. First pitcher to do that on opening day ever. Seven innings pitched day. Six hits, three runs, 11 Ks. And they lost 6-5 when Chris Owings had a walk-off single against Mark Melanson, who got a big contract from the Giants. Zach Greinke went five innings, four hits, two runs, two base and balls, four Ks. But how about, and Bumgarner, man. You know what? Uh, Carl Ravitch is trying to... Petitioned Rob Manfred to get him in the home run derby. I would not let him go anywhere near that. That beats the shit out. Every guy who says they do the home run derby destroys their arm. It destroys them for the second half of the season. It, it tires the shit out of you. No. Let him pitch. He's just he's a freaking nature, man. Two home runs on opening day, and they still lose. Unbelievable. Hey, you know what? The great thing about baseball, you start 0-1, 0-10, whatever. you got 160, 162 games in the season. It's not like football. It's not like even basketball, you've got a lot of games to play. That's why I'm not going to get crazy. One game, let's get it out. There was so much goddamn hype. Good thing they started away from home, the Yankees. They'll play again. They'll write the ship. I think they play again Wednesday. No, it can't be, can't be two days off for the Yankees. Could it be? You know, I didn't look ahead of the schedule. i got to print out the Yankees' schedule. It's crazy. Yankees, 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 Yankees. Yankees play again on... Tuesday, Tuesday night. So they they have three in Tampa Bay, and then they go to the Orioles, and they don't open at home until the 10th. So a week from Monday. Hopefully it'll be a lot warmer then, because it's, it's a little chilly. All right. How about your Knicks? Well, Brian, you have to be... Derek Rose tore his meniscus in his left knee out for the rest of the year. Melo sat out today with his back versus Celtics. They said it's going to take six to eight weeks for D. Rose to recover. Surgery near future. He tore his meniscus in 2013. He's had three knee surgeries in, since 2012. This will be his third. Finished the year 64 games, 18 points, 4.4 assists. He's not coming back. 28 years old. Knicks fall to 29 and 48. Boston f- improves to 50 and 27. Game wasn't even. They were down 27 in the. I think it was 97 71 in the fourth. I was going back and forth with the Yankees at one point, and they, they pointed this out, and they said, this isn't good, and I agree. Five undrafted free agents on the floor for the Knicks. You had Baker, Kuzminskis, Maurice Endor, 
Chasen Randall and Marshall Plumley all on the floor. They and they have a six, Justin Holiday, who has played well for them. 2011 undrafted free agent on the roster too, but five undrafted free agents on the floor at one time for the next day. They lost 110-94. They were down 60-47 at the half. They lost 110-94, but it wasn't even close. Isaiah Thomas, 19 points, two rebounds, six assists. Courtney Lee had 16 points, three rebounds, five assists. But he he had more, did most of his damage in the first half. Half and up. Porzingis, 14. Ernan Gomez had 12. Kuzminskis, Plumlee had 11. Randall had 10. They host the 38-39 Bulls on Tuesday. I read on the post, they said this is the worst Knicks team ever, the way they're playing. I You know, it's not been good. Not, I mean, Noah turned out to be a total bust for $72 million. D. Rose brought in, what, for $20 million for a season? I mean, he, you know, he did all right. But, you know, that team's in trouble. They're saying they should sit Porzingis. Don't sit Porzingis. But they said they have to get guys around him. I think that uh, Aaron Gomez is going to be the real deal. And I think they, you know, they're going to have a draft pick. And, you know, they'll bring in a point guard. And, you know, maybe they'll get Lonzo Ball. And he'll go crazy here in New York. And maybe good things will happen. I don't know. Ryan, I'd like to hear what Ryan has to say on that front. And the Nets. Nets actually, they won uh, 121-111 over the Magic last night. Alfred Payton for the Magic had a fifth triple-double of the season. Amazing, his fifth. 20 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Trevor Booker had a season-high 23. Nets bench, listen to this, last night, 72-16 advantage by the Nets bench. 72 points in the paint, uh, season-high. They ended a two-game losing streak. And then today, they beat Atlanta 91-82, which needed the win. Atlanta fell in 39-38. The Nets now are 18-59. and 59. Lopez had 18 of his 29 in the first quarter. They're 4-1 in their last five game, home games, the Nets. Back-to-back at home. They had been 0-22 in... Last time they won the second game of back-to-back was December 21st, December 21st, 2015 over the Bulls. That's how bad. They've been 0-22 in the second game of back-to-backs since, since the last win. 0-13 this season. And tonight was the fewest points that allowed all season, the 82 to the Hawks. They play at Philly on Tuesday. Lopez had 29 points, five rebounds, five assists, five blocks, and two steals. He's playing with some injury. Jeremy Lin said he's playing injured. Lin had 15 points, six rebounds, six assists. He had a great pass at the end to, to ice the game of dunk to Booker. Booker had seven points, seven rebounds, assists, and three steals off the bench. Dinwiddie had seven points off the bench. Team effort, man. Come, you know, come on. Hey, they're eight. Hey, listen. They're not playing great ball, but they are playing better than they were. They were on pace to win maybe. I thought they were going to be lucky to win 15 games. They're lucky. You know, okay, so they've won 18. I thought they were going to win 15 the whole season. You know what? They're just playing competitive, better ball. I think it'll carry over to next season. They're not a good team. Let's not get it. They're not winning any championships any time soon. But, you know, you got to like. Dennis Schroeder led the Hawks today with 16 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. But I like the way they're playing. I think Kenny Atkinson has them going in the right direction, and that's all you can ask for, right? Keep your eye on the prize, right? Eye on your prize. All right. Now, hey, last night, you know, I mean, Carolina to get four free throws at the end of the game, and Jordan Bell couldn't box anybody out. He said, I lost the game for us if I just boxed out. They missed four free throws, and they still win the game 77-76. They're up by 10, and they didn't score a field goal in the last five minutes and change. And they still won the goddamn game. And Roy Williams like, oh, what do you want to do at the end? Oh, jump off a building, something like that. And he wanted, you know, he wanted to know if there's a jumping, a building you jump off of. And he said, "On Meeks, who played freaking phenomenal game, 
Son, you played your big butt off. 25 points, 14 rebounds, three steals and a block for Kennedy Meeks. He also had one of the big rebound, that last rebound that clinched it. And first player with 25 points, 10 rebounds in a Final Four since Greg Oden in 2007. They're going to play Gonzaga, who uh, Shemek Karnowski, who got hit in the face, still had 13 points, five rebounds, three assists, 7'1", 300 pounds. He's a big boy. Nigel Williams-Goss had 23, five rebounds, six assists. Zach Collins, a freshman forward off the bench for Gonzaga, 23 minutes, 14 points, 13 rebounds. Sedarius Thornwell, hey, 4 for 12, 2 for 6 on threes, 15 points. They they were down 14. They came back, went on a 16-0 run, took the lead, and they just faded at the end. But, man, Frank Martin was crying at the end. He said, my boys played hard. They did. Now, UNC is favored by two. Other Everybody's saying, you know, Gonzaga's just a bigger team. They're going to beat them. I'll tell you, they've never played in a game like this before. They haven't played. The, the, the knock against Gonzaga this tournament is they haven't played any high seeds this whole tournament, whereas UNC, who did UNC? Well, UNC had to beat Kentucky. They had to beat Oregon. They played some time. Whereas Gonzaga, and South Carolina was a good team. They were a damn good team, but it was a seven seed. That's what they're saying against. And the Saturday game, second highest ratings for the semis in 12 years. Dylan Brooks, two for 11, 0 for 3 on threes, fouled out with 10 points. I thought that last foul was when he's going for the ball with Joel Berry. It was a tacky foul. Trevor Dorsey had 21. Dylan Ennis had 18 for Oregon. They need more from Isaiah Hicks. Two points, three rebounds in 20 minutes. Theo Pinson, eight points, eight rebounds, five assists and a block. Justin Jackson got a shooting touchback, 22. Joe Berry, 11 points for two for 14 shooting, two for eight on threes. He's playing on bad ankles. But you know what? They didn't even care. They, he, he, he didn't trust Nate. Roy Williams did not trust Nate Britt enough to put him in. Both benches had nine points. Luke May only had two points. I'll tell you, everybody's going to have to step up because I still, and I, I, I keep reiterating this, I still am waiting to see that UNC team like I felt like last year. I thought they had a great team. They got and they, they were up, I think, a point or two at the half on Nova. And I said, I don't feel good about this. And they, they ended up losing the game. I'm still waiting for them to play 40 minutes of great basketball. I haven't seen in a while. They lost to Duke in the ACC tournament. And I'm like, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the goodness. I'm waiting for the greatness. I'm waiting for that greatness. Roy Williams, I hope tomorrow night they win a championship. I can talk about that tomorrow. I'll be very excited. I would love, love, love to see that happen. And congrats to South Carolina. Dawn Staley, first title for South Carolina. Hey, listen, I think that Mississippi State played the, played the greatest game against the, the great Connecticut team on Friday, one by two. Morgan Williams sat the whole fourth quarter. I don't know what happened. She He kept pushing her and said she wasn't playing hard enough, but I, I disagree. I She got you there. Eight points, four assists for her. She sat the whole fourth quarter. She had a look on her face. That is not what I thought that was a mistake. They... Uh, Gamecocks in the paint, 42-20 advantage in the paint. Asia Wilson, man, just took over. 23 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks, 2 steals. Alicia Gray at 18. Victoria Vivians at 12 points to lead Mississippi State. 67-55, South Carolina. First all-SEC final since 1996 when Tennessee beat Georgia, 83-65. I am so happy for Dawn Staley. I really am. I think she's a great coach. I know she didn't get to play Connecticut, but... You only could put the team put in front of you. And hey, they stepped up. What a weekend for South Carolina sports. You get the men go to the final four. The women win it. Fantastic. That is awesome. 
Wow. Unbelievable. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. I c- and uh, Trace McGrady, Bill Self, Rebecca Lobo lead the Hall of Fame class. Jer- Jerry Krause, who died last month at 77. Notre Dame coach Muffet McGraw, Texas high school coach Robert Hughes, former NCAA exec Tom Jernstedt, and Globetrotters player, owner, and CEO Manny Jackson, and Globetrotter, former Globetrotter player Zach Clayton, and European star Nico Scalis, all in the Hall of Fame. Now, another guy that got in the Hall of Fame, George McGinnis. Now, Great story. Zach Kiefer, an indie star. Slick Leonard said there's been many times he stood up the rafters at Banker's Life Fieldhouse and he's seen five retired numbers hanging up there and seen the letters HOF inscribed on four of them and, sh- and shook his head. said, wasn't right, wasn't fair. And he said, I've seen every player that's come down the road the last 60 years, said Leonard, the legendary player turned coach, turned broadcaster. And he got to be kidding me. There are guys that are in the Hall of Fame already that Big George would eat alive. I guarantee you that. And Big George, that's George McGinnis, was left to wait, wait, and wait. Now, before Saturday, of the five most iconic Indiana Pacers of all time, four players and Leonard, the winningest coach in team history, four been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Reggie Miller made it in 2012. The late Mel Daniels the same year. Roger Brown in 2013. I talked about him in that show. Slick a year later. Miller's number 31, Brown's 35, Daniels 34, and Leonard's 529 is coaching victories. McGinnis, the 66-year-old, came to the grips. He said, hey, you know, it's never going to happen. Well, Saturday, the decades-long wait ended. The Hoosier high school basketball legend who dominated in his one season at Indiana before playing on two ABA championship teams with the Pacers. And uh, I said, this is what Leonard said. I said for a while that I wanted to live long enough to see George go in. I'm excited as hell. Talk about a long time coming. And he finally got the call. That You know, that's really cool. And it's remarkable McGinnis has made it after the Hall of Fame chose to eliminate the ABA Selection Committee, which played a central role in the elections of ABA greats like Daniels, Brown, and Leonard in recent years. He'll be inducted in the 2017 class. He said he's flabbergasted. I'd kind of put it on the back shelf. I wasn't going to worry about it anymore. I just try to deal with it a particular way, and that's why it was all so shocking. He's the fifth for the Pacers in the last six years. And Leonard said his front line, Brown, McGinnis, and Daniels all ended up the Hall of Fame. Not bad. Not bad at all. He said, how many te- Leonard said, how many teams can say that? Not too many. And until Saturday's announcement, listen to this. George McGinnis remained the only former NBA or ABA MVP who was eligible for the Hall of Fame, but not in it. Now, his resume, listen to this. From his history-making days at Washington High School to one varsity season at Indiana University to his championship years with the Pacers. He was Indy Star Mr. Basketball of the Year in 68-69. He became the first player in Indiana High School. Now, think about this is a to score to top 1,000 points in a single season, leading Washington to a 31-0 record that still stands as one of the most impressive in state history. In his final four games of his high school career, he scored 148 points. That's 37 a game in the four biggest games of the season. Dominance. Now, he couldn't play as a freshman. They weren't allowed to play in the varsity back then. He averaged 29.9 and 14.7 points in his one season in Indiana. And he became the first sophomore in history to lead the Big Ten in scoring and rebounding, earning All-American and Big Ten honors in the process. He also then became a dominant player in the ABA, a key cog for the Pacers' run to back-to-back titles in 72 and 73, and the league's MVP in 75. He helped 
Then he went to the NBA, helped lead the Sixers to the 77, 77 finals, and later played for the Nuggets. He landed back with the Pacers in 82, but lasted just two more seasons. The team cut him in 82. Wait, in 82, that makes no sense. 84, they cut him in 84. At his best, he was a dazzling scorer, as good as any in the era, among the backbones behind the greatest franchise in ABA history. In his first four seasons in the league, he averaged nearly 24 games, over 12 rebounds, and over three assists. And Leonard said, he put us on his back during those playoff series. That's how tough he was. And they said he was nearly just as good after the jump to the NBA, averaging 22 points, almost 12 rebounds, and three assists in his first three years in Philly. He told the Indy Star, I probably won't get inducted. I know, and I, I, I know, I know the guys I play with know what I did and what I brought to the game. That's good enough for me. And he said his first thoughts was of Slick and Mel. He fought so hard for this. Now, when Slick Leonard gazes up to the rafters at Bankers, Field, Bankers Life Fieldhouse and sees five retired numbers hanging, he'll see HOF inscribed beneath each of them. Big George has made it at last, Leonard said. Thank you. I just I just love the article, man. You know, you don't hear stuff like this. I mean, he scored 140 in his last four games. The undefeated team in high school goes to play one year. Basically, he played as a freshman because that's what they really... I mean, they were sophomore, but they were first year playing. Led the Big Ten in scoring and rebounding as a sophomore. I mean, you know, dominating. Hey, it's... You know what? It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's what I always say. And how about this? Russell Westbrook, 40th triple-double in 76 games. They lost today to the... Hornets, 113-101, 40 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. They fought a 43-33. The Hornets improved to 36-41, but 40, he's one away from tying Big O. He's, he's just unbelievable. He's unbelievable how well he's playing. And the Spurs, 16-4, NBA best record since the All-Star break. They're 59-17. As I said, they're going for their seventh straight 60-win season. 109-103 over the Jazz. Kawhi Leonard, 25.7 assists. Jazz fall to 47 and 30, half a game ahead of the 47 and 31 clips for the fourth seed, which is important. You want home field for that first round of the playoffs. I mean, 59 17. I mean, they get rid of Duncan. I mean, they just, I mean, Popovich is, he's like, he's, he's Belichick. He's Belichick. That's what he is. Now, the Islanders, likely, uh, John Tavares had a hamstring injury Friday. He's probably done for the year. They were. They're five after the, they beat the Sabres today. They're five points out of a playoff spot. I'd love to see them make the playoffs. And I watched this great SC feature on the Hopi cross country dream. It's a high school. Um, it's Native American runners on the running team. They just they just won their twenty seventh straight cross country championship. Do, do the math. Twenty. It's two thousand sixteen. 89, I mean, just amazing. And Rick Baker became the, Rick Baker, they showed the room where he has all the, the things up and all the trophies. It's all in this one room. He's just like going through all of them. I was amazed. A lot of these kids come from very tough, you know, disadvantaged areas. One kid, his mother died when he was a young kid. She was, a, you know, she had a drinking problem. And they talked about how the kids, you know, incorporate their, Traditions and they're not regular kids where they come from school. They have a lot of chores and duties to do around the house. And, you know, it was just, it was very, that it means a lot to these kids. And to win 27 straight state championships in any sport, in anything, I'm saying, you know, hey, I went to a school, we didn't win anything. <laughs> we, 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 we didn't go on a run like that. That's a run. It was a great documentary. Run Hopi, it's called. If you get a chance to watch it, I highly, highly recommend it. And, I, you know, I love this. Jerry Jones 
push for the NFL to end the off-field, off-the-field conduct investigations and drop the marijuana ban per pro football talk. I kind of like that. Also, they're a little, uh, little upset about Goodell's compensation package. From 2012 through 2015, he made 100, about $135 million. It's ridiculous. How does he make that much goddamn money? And some of the off-field stuff, I understand. You know, if, you know, there's the domestic violence, all that stuff. But some of the crap they go after. You know what? Ezekiel Elliott touched a girl, flashed a girl's boob. Is that enough? I mean, you know what, dude? I mean, you guys aren't. This isn't the presidency. It's the NFL. Let's not make it like the, these guys are choir boys. These are athletes. Athletes do dumb shit. Everybody does dumb shit. But you know what? I mean, you can't put everything under a microscope. You know what? And and this is a, you got a commissioner making over a hundred million dollars in a four year period, one hundred thirty five million. Who makes that? That's more than people. That's that is that is fuck you money. That's out of control money. It's ridiculous. And can the rich get richer? Because Adrian Peterson's meeting with the Pats on money per Adam Schefter, first uh, visit since his March 9th release. I mean, <clears throat> unbelievable. Wow. That's all I got to say on that front. Just like wow. All right now. Yeah, I was a little excited. Got my stories out. I'm a little excited. Got some trivia questions. All right. Last show, the trivia question. Most yards gained rushing in one half of an NFL game. And how how ironic is this? Adrian Peterson had 253 of his NFL record, 296 yards on November 4th, 2007. 253 in the first half was the second half. Oh, that's how much. So the record is 253 in one half. Tonight's trivia question, who played the most NBA seasons all time? Who played the most NBA seasons all time? All right, congrats to the Gamecocks for winning the national championship. I love seeing Asia Wilson's brother on the sidelines going crazy. That was pretty cool. And Dawn Staley, congrats. You deserve it. You know, it's good for college basketball. Knicks, you suck. We know it. Nets, hey. Russell Westbrook, I want you to break the record of Big O. I really do. And tomorrow night, hey, I'm going to be talking about it. UNC going for their sixth national title. Also, Roy Williams going for his third, which will put him in this uh, with Bobby Knight, Jim Calhoun. Big company. Wait, Calhoun has three? I think Calhoun has three. I know Bobby Knight has three. All right, folks. I am out of here. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Peace out.